Greetings, this is Christopher Radiant Fire Radio. I am going to be talking about the terminal generation on New Year's Eve Day. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is your host. I am uh, been wanting to talk to you, the terminal generation. We're sitting here on New Year's Eve. What an incredible year that we've had. Incredible year for biblical prophecy to fulfill itself and to cause things to line up in this earth realm. Obviously, the most important news being October 7th. October 7th, where Hamas attacked Israel. And it really boils down to the Antichrist spirit versus God and every one of those forces of darkness that have been sitting, waiting for their time and their opportunity to come and show themselves. It's here. It's here right now. I'm excited about what we're going to see, not from the aspect of human suffering and loss, but for the fulfillment of biblical prophecy that has taken place. This is something that we've been waiting for for a long time. And I'm saying a long time because our generation is going to see the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's the second coming because he already came the first time to the world as the Lamb of God. And this tricked the Jewish people at the time, and it's going to trick the Jewish people at this time, and it's also going to trick the church because the church does not believe um, the full gospel of Jesus Christ. It's sad, but this is, this is where the church is at right now. I want to encourage you to learn the Bible. I want to encourage you to do your own studies. I use a lot of different uh, teachings from different people, but I am self-taught, self-learned, and because of that, I feel like God has given me a special revelation about things that are going on in this, in this time period because I'm not locked into a doctrinal thesis. I'm not locked into what somebody else has taught. And I believe that one of the best ways that we can grow and to learn is to listen to what other people say, but also have the, the anointing enough to be able to come up with your own thoughts and your own ideas that are scripturally based. I want you to know that you can always trust the Bible. You know, there's a lot of teachings out there right now that are saying that you cannot trust the Bible. Uh, there's contradictions and things in that. Yeah, yeah, there's contradictions, but there's reasons for the contradictions. And when you study those contradictions, you find out that they're not really contradictions. And I'm not going to get into that today because I just want you to be able to see uh, that we're in a difficult time. Um, it's been a difficult year for me because of different things that the Lord has showed me. And because he showed me these different things, there's been a coming against in the spirit realm. And I liken it unto Paul, who had the thorn in the flesh. And I've had many different types of thorns in the flesh, whether it be friends, family, uh, just, just hostile forces of darkness trying to attack me on Rumble, trying to attack me uh, on, on different forms of social media. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't make me upset. But I just, I just, I know because I know it's a part of the battle. The thing that I want you to see is that there are connections, pieces that have been falling together for all of biblical time 
in the things that you know we've been looking at and studying. I know every one of you who are listening have had those connections made to yourself. And a part of this podcast is for me to be able to reach you to say, hey, what you're thinking, feeling, seeing, knowing is right. It doesn't matter if anyone else in your circle feels what you feel. It doesn't matter that they see what you see. What you're picking up in your spirit is right. And I want to challenge you and encourage you just to keep going. And don't be concerned about having confirmations from different people. Don't be concerned about being in a consensus because sometimes the consensus is just a consensus of you and God. And that's the most important thing. I've determined that I'm not going to let the negativity, the persecution stop me. And I want you to do the same thing for yourself. I've determined through the Spirit of God that if no one wants to hear what I have to say, that's okay. I'm going to say it anyway. And it will at least be on record for me to have said, hey, this is what God is doing. You know, I'll think about there's a young lady now who made a prediction about T.D. Jakes. I'm calling it prediction. I should say a prophetic word that Thomas Dexter was going to, you know, fall, be exposed for some of the things that he's done. And Thomas Dexter is being exposed right now. He's, he's being exposed for those things. So God showed me about the prodigals. In our American viewpoint on the scriptures, the prodigals are people who are down and out. They're down on their luck, and all of a sudden, you know, God comes back to them and brings them back into the fold. But I feel like there's a bigger, deeper level to the prodigals. And as I was looking at the events that took place on October 7th and the ferocity that these demons enacted upon the people of Israel, I, I feel like I started to get an understanding of God's heart and nature towards his people, his, his Jewish people. He doesn't want them lost. He doesn't want them to be uh, cast aside like the American church and the, and the Western church does because the Western church has this theology that they have... Uh, They've messed up so bad that God would never take them back. But when you look at the story of the prodigal, that's God's word to us saying, yes, he will take them back. He is going to bring them back into the fold so that they can do his work and do his bidding. Um, it's unfortunate because the events of October 7th were so horrendous. And I don't want to go into detail about those things. You can look them up. But now they're trying to say that the video footage that these terrorists put out there as they were attacking, raping, and pillaging were faked. And they're trying to make Israel look bad for going on the defensive and offensive and attacking and trying to route out these terrorists. And it's, it's sad. The things that they did were real. Um, I believe one of the second hostages passed away um, yesterday. And, you know, second American hostages passed away yesterday. One of the saddest things about that is no one cares about America anymore. Um, they're not afraid of us. They're not afraid of our, our military might, our military power. One, because we're spread so thin across the entire world. Two, because we have weak leadership. We have weak leadership who, who doesn't mean what they say. 
and that corruption is, is going to expose itself and get us in a world of trouble. It's a shame that we were unable to rescue our hostages after this attack. We were unable to enact such a level of force upon them that they were scared to, to hold our citizens hostage. And I think that's a sad state of affairs for us. I've been, you know, in this battle for a long time, and the concept of truth will wait. Truth will wait. If you don't want to hear me now, you'll hear me when the Holy Spirit brings these words back to your remembrance. And they're not going to be able to say that God didn't tell them that he loved them through me, through other people. You know, all of these people who are, who are saying that, you know, Jesus isn't real, the Holy Spirit isn't real, they have a witness on the inside of them. That is the peace of the Spirit of God that witnesses to them and tells them what's true and what's false. The problem is they've made the decision to ignore that witness. They've made the decision to stray away from it and never, ever come back to it. And that's nothing we can do. That's, there's, there's nothing we can do about that. All we can do is present the truth. I've been able to see some changes in our generation, I've been able to see different people who not necessarily think like me. Um, they've grown up from different backgrounds, but I see the Spirit of the Lord drawing them and wooing them into his, his arms. And I think this is one of the most exciting things in the world because the church failed them to a degree because they didn't present them the whole true gospel. You know, the church in our time, in our era, has been caught up with money, power, uh, finances, luxury. And because of that, you know, people who feel the things in the spirit realm were not able to get taught, were not able to get trained properly. So they're out there kind of floundering by themselves. If that's you, I'm, I'm here to help you. I'm here. There's other people that will, that will, that will help you. But I'm seeing these people go through a metamorphosis in their spirit means. You know, they're realizing that the things that they have learned um, from God, because God was the only one that could teach them, because the church wasn't doing its job. They've, they've learned these things from God, the true spirit of God. And he's, you know, they're dropping their sin natures. They're coming out of the world. They're living separate, you know. Not in a, in a goofy, kooky, you know, sort of way, but the, the real way, from, from the heart, from the Bible. I, um, one of my closest work friends has been going through a metamorphosis, and in the beginning he didn't want anything to do with God at all because he wasn't trained that way. It was not in his family structure. It wasn't in his, his lifestyle. And... He, he loves God with all of his heart. And he, is he trying to change himself? Is he working on himself? He absolutely is. And it's one of the most inspiring things in the world to see him change and be transformed by the anointing. It isn't anything that I'm doing. It, it really isn't. It's God. It's the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit is leading and pulling this young man deeper 
And to him, the evidence is there. It's real. You know, I'm seeing him become excited about the things of God in the spirit of God. And he's not afraid like the church is. He's not afraid of devils. He's not afraid of the supernatural. And I believe that there's going to be others like him that God's raising up that when time comes for us to make Israel jealous in a good way, because they're going to be looking at us seeing the signs, wonders, and miracles that we're going to be doing, he's going to be one of those ones who's going to be used by God because he's going to be open to the true spirit of God working and manifesting itself through him. And he won't have religion. He won't have the doctrines and the teachings that people have uh, shoved down uh, our throats over the years. For those of us who've been in church since we were little ones, we once, he, he won't have that. He'll be free from that. and He'll be able to make good quality anointed decisions and help people really, really get themselves closer to God. You know, when you look at different things that are going on, as the Holy Spirit is leading and pulling this young man deeper, I believe that there are others that are like him who've been going through the same metamorphosis and change over the last 10 to 15 years where God is pulling them. I believe in my heart that we're going to see my generation come forth with the gospel of Jesus Christ in such a strong way that it's going to cause the Jewish people, the Israeli people, to want to know the, the God that we serve. And I think this is exciting. And it's all because we stood and we waited for the truth. Many people don't believe that the Jewish people have a right to their land. I was listening at a teaching today that this guy was bringing out, and he was talking about how much they hate President Trump. They hate President Trump with a passion that is just so unreal. But people, but something that he said stood out to me. And what he said was, do you realize that they hate President Trump because of what he did for Israel? They hate him because of what he did for Israel. President Trump made Jerusalem, he acknowledged Jerusalem as the capital of Israel by placing the United States Embassy there. He shut the one down in Tel Aviv and placed it in Jerusalem where it rightfully belonged. Do you guys realize that presidents since Jimmy Carter have promised that they would do this, but they never did it? So here comes old lowly Donald Trump, who nobody thinks anything of him. Even to this day, they don't think anything of him. He goes out, has a heart that listens to the voice of God, but he keeps his promises. And he remembered that we, the United States, promised to the Jewish people that we would acknowledge Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. He did it 70 years later. So everything that, that happens is happening under the timing and the anointing of God. And they got everything worked out in a formal declaration and notice from the United States of America that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel took place. And this started a whole battle in the spirit realm, a whole battle in the spirit realm against President Trump. And this thing is, is ongoing today. And I honestly don't know where we're going to end up at. I don't know how this is going to end because the church is blind. The, our political system is corrupt. 
and the people who are running these things right now are, are working under darkness. They're not working for the light. They're not trying to push the light in. And, you know, we need to be in prayer. The Bible is fulfilling itself each and every day. And I get so excited when I think about all of the different things. One of the things that I've observed over the last couple of months is that there is a connectedness in the spirit realm with God. Even if you're trying to search for God, if you're trying to find him, there are things that God is doing to help you feel connected to him, whether it's through the anointing, whether it's through praise and worship music, whether it's through scriptures that he sends you. Some of the things that God has just been doing to stir up that flow can be described using this connectedness at this point of time. You know, and I, I liken this, this is like the best way that I know to explain it. I know the religious people are going to kill me. I liken it to Star Wars. You know, when, when the people and the characters in Star Wars start talking about the force and how there's a good force and there's a bad force, and you don't want to be a part of the bad force, you want to be a part of the good force. This, this is, to me, a way of describing the anointing, and you want to be a part of the good force. You want the Holy Spirit down on the inside of you and feeling that connectedness with every other believer in the world. You know, on October 7th, there was like a, a worldwide shock amongst the believers because we just could not believe what was really happening, what we were seeing, the footage, you know, and it was like sorrow. We felt such sorrow because of what was taking place and how it was taking place. There was a connectedness, you know, with us and our fellow believers who were being persecuted. So, to me, the Holy Spirit is the same way. And if you're really of God, if you're really in the Spirit, you'll fear, you'll feel when the Spirit is strong in the atmosphere. You'll feel when the Spirit is strong in people. You'll feel it. You'll know when the negative side of the Spirit is in people as well. And, and you have to be able to learn how to not allow their negativity, their hatred, to come into you and you start doing things, the things that they're doing. There is evil that can be in people. And as I was thinking about this, it really hurts my heart to know that some people are not going to make heaven their home. But I believe that God has not called me to focus on that. He may call you to do that. But my job at this time is to tell you the truth about the gospel, about the truth of where that we're God's chosen people. And we're here to point the way back to the second time that Jesus Christ is going to return. And he's bringing his fire. It really is fire. And there's so many things that are going on. There are volcanoes going up. Yesterday in California, there were people who were being knocked down by waves that just came out of the blue, out of nowhere. Unheard of things happening. Not talking about little waves, but big, huge waves. I think there were eight people that were either hurt or killed because of these things that went on. And you can't tell me that God isn't in this. When everything started on October 7th, everybody kept saying, everybody in the church who doesn't read the word, kept saying that this is the war of Gog and Magog. And I've been telling people that 
the war if it was the war of Gog and Magog, first has to come the rapture of the church. The pre tribulation rapture of the church would have taken place. That didn't happen, so it automatically cannot be the war of Gog and Magog. To come after the rapture takes place, the the war of Gog and Magog can only come when all the countries in the entire world turn against Israel. There are still countries who support Israel, despite everything that's going on. So it cannot be the war of Gog and Magog. There are still countries who are friendly to Israel. And as long as they're friendly to Israel, the war that we're watching unfold before us is not the war of Gog and Magog. I was listening at Joel Rosenberg today and he was doing a recap of the top people and one of the things he was talking about was how people were saying that this is a Psalm 83 war and he brought up something that I've never heard anybody else say and check this out Psalm 83 is not prophetic it's not a prophetic word and I said to myself really it's not a prophetic word all of this time, they're taking this scripture and they're saying that it's, prophetic, it's a prophetic scripture. And when he said it, it clicked so big. No, it's not. I was like, look at these. Look at God dealing his word to a simple person, telling Joel Rosenberg what the truth of the gospel was. And this is why I love the Bible so much, because anybody, any believer can hear the truth. And God can talk to any one of us. There are people in the church who will argue down saying that this is a prophetic sign of Psalm 83. Not so. I just want you to start talking to people and see what they're saying. Many people said this year that Christmas didn't feel like Christmas. And it didn't for a myriad of reasons. But because Jesus, God sent him to us, to, we still celebrate it. We, we still participated and we decorated and exchanged gifts. But the darkness that is in the atmosphere has been prophesied that it's going to be there. So we cannot pretend that that darkness is not there. We, we still go on about our daily business. We still do the things that we need to do. But we need to acknowledge that that darkness is there. And that God is moving in this earth realm right now. And that darkness has a purpose. And we're going ex to be exposed to this darkness so that the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ can come forth. The light that's inside of us will shoot out of us and it will touch other people. The darkness that is in the atmosphere has been prophesied. We're in those ages where it is dark, but that doesn't mean that we don't have hope. That doesn't mean that we don't focus on the truth of the gospel. We tell people this is how you're supposed to honor God with your life, with the things that you have. And because you're doing that, it gives God the glory. And this is why I'm bringing this out. It doesn't have to feel like it's always felt. You just know that it is and you celebrate Christmas. You celebrate this holiday season. So I don't want you to rely upon your feelings. And this sounds strange coming from me because I always tell you to feel your feelings. I want you to feel your feelings so you can identify them. But I don't want you to be living by your feelings. You live by the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't get hung up on your feelings. 
but you cannot ignore them either. It's time for the judges to arise. It's time for those ones that God is called fighting the spirit of the world. He's called them forth to fight the spirit of the world. And I think about this generation. God has hidden things, buried things on the inside of us that are going to start coming to the forefront. And I'm not talking about something that's you don't understand because you feel it on the inside of yourself too. You feel that you're different. You feel that you've been called out of this world into doing something different that you've never done before and you don't fit. And I want you to know that you're being led by your spirit. You're not going to understand everything in this given moment of life, but as you surrender your heart to God, as you stay close to him, you are going to walk right into your destiny. You're going to walk into the place that God has called you to walk into. God has kept you separate from certain things in the world. He's kept you separate so that you wouldn't experience some of the evils that are, that are there. Others of, others of us had to go through those evils, and God is going to reveal that purpose to you as well. But it's something that you need to be aware of because it's a part of your training. It's a part of your upbringing in the spirit. And he's going to put you with people who have been through the same things so that you can help elevate them and lift them in the spirit realm. Everything that you've been through in your life, whether it's sickness, whether it's illness, it's really going to be used in this time period to help other people. Sometimes you're going to be able to share with people around about you the things that have happened to you. And they're going to un instantly understand because there's going to be a, again, it's, it's a connectedness in the spirit realm with all of the believers and all of those who are serving Christ. And with this connectedness, I want you to understand something, that God is drawing us closer together so that we can become a, a tight fighting unit, fighting in the spirit, not in the natural, to stop the things that are going on. Sometimes you're going to be able to share the things that you, you feel and you experience with those that are around about you. Sometimes you won't. Those are the times that you really just need to take it to your prayer closet and just let God minister to you one-on-one. -on -one. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for being a part of the terminal generation. We are going to see the second coming of Jesus Christ return to this earth. And I just wanted to bring out some things that uh, hopefully will encourage you, inspire you. Uh, keep going. Keep going.
We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later. <laughs>